Welcome back to So You Don't Have To. Uh, episode two. We're talking about foreign language shows. Yes. It's the stuff that you need subtitles for. Indeed. Um, so we got a few that uh, <laughs> we got a few that we're going to talk about today. Um, I, I think I think you're going to have more of a diverse palette here because uh, all I really have are just some some animes um, from Netflix, but um, but I think they're pretty I think they're pretty good. Well, also um, be asking you because there's like fierce debate about people who don't really like watching things with subtitles and um, oh, subs or dubs. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really care, honestly. Um I'll I'll do either. The one thing I will say is I think if I if I'm using uh subtitles, right? You know, that requires me to really to like really have to pay attention like yeah. cuz I can't I can't look away to like or I'll miss something. Um Yeah. So it's a little, you know, it requires just a lot more attention, which isn't isn't a bad thing. It's just like I can't like I can't also be doing something else while watching it, you know. It's so crazy too how I think the difference in translations with the subs versus the dubs because I watched for example Squid Game with dubs and not subs and it was getting roasted on TikTok and Twitter everyone was saying like if you're not watching the subtitles it's a terrible show and I didn't realize I liked it with dubs but people were explaining sort of the difference in translation how a lot of things like the the dub actors no offense to them didn't really capture the real vibe of what was going on and watching it back I felt embarrassed I was like I should have watched it with subtitles wow I'm surprised I because I had started because me and my friends started watching this game and we and we did subtitles uh just straight up that's great what does that sound like it was awkward because obviously they use American actors but I think there's just something different there are different ways to say things in other languages, right? And I'll get into that because all of my shows are French shows because that was what I studied in college and I used French television to help me learn. But you, when you know the language and you see the translation, you realize that, okay, this is not a perfect translation, which is normal, like not everything translates, but it was weird. And then I think too, Americans like maybe missed, when you have dubs, you kind of can miss the tonal changes yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of nuance that gets lost yeah because it's like and if you don't get a good voice actor which again no offense to the squid game people i just think sometimes they would say things very straightforward even though it was an emotional scene mm-hmm. be like i'm gonna kill you but they say it so like i'm going i'm to going you. to kill you <laughs> yeah i will take your life now right exactly and it was just missing that necessary emotion but these shows that i I'll start with one of my shows and we can go to you. Let's kind of switch on and off. But this show I found through the French program at my university when I was in college. And they we got extra credit if we watched the show. In French, it's Dix Poissons, but um, in English, it's Call My Agent. And I watched it with subtitles just because I wanted to hear the French to help learn it. Um, but it's a great show. We talked about last week about El- Abbott Elementary. And this show is French, so right, the humor is a little bit more dry, but it's very much workplace humor. Mm-hmm. It's about these agents. They um, represent actors and I guess writers, directors, that type of thing. And every episode is a different celebrity. And they bring real celebrities in 
and they the actors play themselves obviously and then the the cast they're their agents and it just shows you the up and down it's called deep song because it's 10 percent. that's how much agents get off of their clients um but in the show it's really funny it's about the agents how they live and how they're managing these celebrities lives how they compete with other agencies and it's just like this dry french humor that i think if you like any other european french i mean european humor such as like british humor you probably would like it as well um but again we talked about like nuance being lost i think with any of these shows you're not getting the full experience if you don't know the language but i think it's worth watching it's funny so that's on netflix and it's not a show that you would typically run across but it's definitely worth it if you don't mind subtitles there might be dubs but i watched it with subtitles and i think it's worth it it was really funny nice okay so i the first one I think I'll talk about, which I had just really watched today, so it's but it's fresh. Um, but I, th- I think that's why I want to talk about because like I'm excited to like really dig into it. So it's a Netflix original anime series um, mm-hmm. that which I don't really hear a lot of people talk. I mean, all of these I don't really hear people talk about. Um, but it's called uh, Yasuke. Okay. And it's about and it's about a black samurai. Could you tell uh, us how to spell it? Uh, Y-A-S-U-K-E. Okay. Um, so it's about, so it's it's kind of set in like this, it's set in like 1500s Japan, um, but there's like magic elements and there's like some pretty advanced machinery. Um, so you are seeing some pretty advanced stuff, but it's got like that cool like um, old Japan aesthetic to it. Hmm. Um, and it's, it seems, I'm not, again, I'm not too far in it, but like I'm really excited to like dig into it um but it seems like with this guy um and and you actually see this in like in the introduction of the first episode um he's a pretty he's a very skilled warrior and um after um and the series takes place like you get that flashback so you get a little bit of his backstory but then you're seeing him 20 years later um as a boatman and he's obviously trying to leave some of that behind Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that, and again, I'm not too far in it, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but it seems like uh, some external circumstances are uh, forcing his hand back into kind of that, uh, that Ronin lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gas. I'm like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. You know, I, I just don't really see too many black characters in anime in general. Right. Um, and again, it's just kind of, it's not necessarily of... Japanese creators having some sort of race problem just so they make their shows most of, and I know most people talk about like anime like the characters are white I know like most characters in Japanese anime like they are Japanese like they're making the composition of the people in those animes like they're mostly Japanese people because that's what they actually see right. um, most of the time there's not too many you know so again I don't I don't think we don't see a lot of black characters in Japanese because there's some sort of race problem I think they're just doing it to reflect their society Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, it's really fucking cool to see a black samurai though. Like this shit's this shit's uh, gas. So um, I'm excited to really dig into it. Like I'm I'm not a binge guy, um, but this first episode already has got me like hooked. Um, I hope the inflection of my voice can kind of <laughs> express that. Right. So he's I, smiling, th- guys. He's smiling. yeah. So this. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm ready to really dig into this. It sounds like a unique concept, so that's pretty cool. I think um, something that I love about watching 
like foreign TV shows and films is you can identify with a culture that you wouldn't normally think of or consider. You know, it's a, I think Americans don't specialize in anime. And so it's, I think it's cool. It's cool that there's a black main character, but like, even if there isn't, I think the cool thing about watching something not from your own country is learning something new about another culture and being able to identify with a person and a culture in a different place, you know? Yeah. And the next show I want to talk about kind of does that for me. Um, it's in French, it's Plancoeur, but in English, it's The Hookup Plan, another Netflix show. I think all these are probably Netflix. Um, there's some hidden gems, and I think that's what we're striving to bring to you all. But with The Hookup Plan, the main character, she has been single for a long time, and she's kind of been dating this like douchebaggy guy. And her friends come up with this plan. The reason why it's called The Hookup Plan is because her friends hired this male prostitute to be her boyfriend and yeah it's kind of (laughs) crazy and so it starts off like why like whose friends would ever do something like that but he's down for it because he's just trying to make money and the friends want her to feel good about herself it's like for there's a set limit on how long this is supposed to last right this bro this this sounds like a objectively terrible idea (laughs) well it doesn't go to plan for sure because eventually they fall in love the friend the friend and the male prostitute and Mm. he eventually well i mean do i want to spoil that i'll just say like chaos ensues because it's like that wasn't a part of the original plan for them to actually fall in love they were only supposed to go out i think i think they were the friends only intended for them to hook up right it's called the hookup plan and they do a lot more than that and they end up falling in love and so it's like I think the friends are kind of frantic because it's like, this is not what we intended. How do we tell her that we hired someone to date her? (laughs) And it really is more of like a, um, even though it's about those two, like the the two main characters, the guy and the girl who fall in love, it also is sort of like about a friend group. And I don't know, I love shows that are about large friend groups and everyone's kind of dealing with their own, you know, personal life and their issues. Um, And so I think they're maybe on season three at this point. Uh, so it's it's lasted and each season kind of the original premise right was that they hooked her up but each season kind of has a new thing as they evolve and grow um totally recommend if you like friends or um any show that's really about a friend group kind of going through some crazy antics you would really like the hookup plan again i recommend subs not dubs with that show as well because i've tried both and i didn't the dubs took away from the real meaning in my opinion oh i i forgot to actually speaking of that um i started yasuke with um it i'm watching it with dubs right now the performances are pretty solid okay um like they're like they're pretty good i find with i find with with anime i mean i think a lot of people would say otherwise but like i think now dubs have gotten a lot better because i've seen some things about like oh there's been some really bad dubs before and like yeah definitely um but i think with anime there's a bit of um like i I think you know it's just since it's so popular now there's a lot more attention on it so it's definitely good i'm surprised how i'm I'm surprised that the squid game dubs were so like i know maybe they didn't expect it to be such a success but i do agree with you that i think with the more globalization of like tvs and movies people are spending more at least i've seen on netflix they're investing more in their dub actors because it's it's going to reach more audiences and specifically probably more english-speaking audiences yeah but yeah i'm surprised it was a good game too it it wasn't hitting but that's how i watched it so i'm gonna go with it hell yeah 
Um, so th this next this next anime is called, and I hear, but no one talk. I will ask people about. I'll watch. I'll conversate with some actual like avid anime watchers, bro, and they will not have heard of this. Hmm. Um, it's so called this is and niche. I, I I really think it is because I don't see anyone talk about it at all. Um, like even online or anything, no one. No one talks about this. And I and I brought it up in the last episode, Sirius the Jaeger. Um, so it's set in the 1920s, um, and it's about vampire hunters. And um, it's a really – and again, I, I, I explained this in the last thing. It was just one night randomly where, like, I couldn't sleep, and I end up just binging majority of the series in that night. Mm. Um, I <laughs> – it's just really, let's see, because I want to make sure that I, I give a proper <laughs> a little, little like introduction to maybe you'll check it out. Um, but I don't really want, let's see. Um, so it's about these vampire hunters and it's, in, you know, again, set in the 1920s. So you're seeing a lot of really cool, um, cool set pieces and tech from that time. Um, kind of with that, you see, you see the vampires like really run, the vampires are very organized. They run basically are running like in their way to feed it's like they're running an organization and they hold very high positions so like mm -hmm. you're watching them really battle against like a like a very like a yeah just just a very well functioning machine are they which like is the really mob cool. kind of, yeah no okay. pretty much um but but i the mob but like on a b much bigger scale i would say um, like they got high, they got very high people in like in the industry and that kind of stuff. So you're really seeing this small, this little ragtag group, like these underdogs, right? Fight against like, again, a very well-oiled machine. And it's very cool to see. Cause normally when you see vampire hunter shit, it's just like, you know, it's, they're just not as organized like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very, so it's very cool to watch this underdog group, like take that on. And um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, I, you know, I'm almost, I'm really almost done with it. I've watched a little bit more since the last, uh, we spoke of it. Um, so I'm, I'm about to reach the conclusion, but, um, I've, I've, it's just very entertaining. I've been having a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. How many seasons are there? Um, I think there's only here. Let me double check real quick. Cause I'm, I'm towards the end of season one. Yeah, no, just one season. Okay. I may not have gotten renewed, but, um, I, Again, I, I think it's pretty good. I think, especially, it's just, it's got a lot of, especially, I mean, this was, same with Yasuke, with all these animes, there's just so much talent. Um, like, and, and all the animation, everything, like, it's just they're all so good in, like, their own unique way. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, very interesting. I think, well, the next one I want to talk about was A Very Secret Service. Um, and this is kind of niche. So, to all my listeners who have watched Gossip Girl, do you remember when Blair got married to the French guy? He was like a prince. I forgot his name, but if this is resonating with you, that guy is the lead of this show, A Very Secret Service. He was, I think his name was, was it not Leo? Whatever, you guys would remember though. If you watch Gossip Girl, you know that Blair got married to that French prince. And he is the lead of this show called A Very Secret Service. And it's about this guy who, gets recruited to be a spy for the French um, Secret Service. And he does not realize he's being recruited for like the longest time. Um, and 
so I would say a good part of the first season is him just kind of getting recruited, realizing what he, his new job is, and learning how to be a spy. And then after that, it's like the different missions and like shenanigans that ensue. It's very, again, French, dark comedy. Um, mm. And you know what it reminds me of kind of, Trey? This is also very niche, but Trey's going to know this. Mr. Bean. <laughs> yes. So if you ever watch Mr. Bean as a child, or even like the live action Mr. Bean, it's it reminds me of that kind of, like he reminds me of that type of character, like sort of this naive, goofy guy who like goes through these scenarios and you're yes. just kind of watching it like, okay, like how is he going to get through this? And he's a little bit like not the brightest bulb, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it reminds me of that a lot. And the way the French humor is too, like, it's just totally, if you've ever seen the movie Amelie, um, it also reminds me of that. There's just a lot of, it's like a quiet humor that I think French television has, where it's like very, um, I think American television is loud and the humor is very on the nose, you know? And with French humor, I think you have to dig for it a little bit more. And as someone who was learning French and watching it, it you get the jokes like seconds later. I don't, and maybe you do that with any foreign language television, right? But I felt with like French television, I would catch the joke after like minutes after it had already been said. And I was like, oh, wait, now I get it, you know? Um, and that's, this is another show that I recommend. I haven't watched it with dubs actually, but I did subs. And it's a show that I wouldn't recommend looking away from. I think there were times where I would have it on the background. And if I, if you're not fluent, and you're not using dubs, you're going to be confused. So definitely use subtitles for this show. Um, but all of these shows are like, the ones that I mentioned are like French humor, dark comedy. So if you like anything like that, stuff that's not super in your face that you have to think a little bit more, it's a little bit more witty comedy, less farts and running into things that, that I think American comedy is more like, then you'll enjoy any of these shows. And they're all on Netflix. So totally recommend. Um, all right. I think um, sort of last show that I want to talk about, I think out of out of the, you know, in total of the three that I'm about, you know, this last one being the third out of the ones that I've spoken about on this episode, I think this one is probably the most well known. Um, and it's called uh, BNA, which is just an acronym for brand new animal. Um, again, another anime. Um, but it's made by a studio that I really, really like, though. I like their style. Um, I'm trying to remember their name. Um, it'll come back to me in a little bit. Um, but BNA basically is about, um, there's like, so there's like a split society where it basically um, you have humans, right? You have normal mm-hmm. people. Um, but then you also have these people called the beastmen, which are humans that can transform into like, not fully animal but they can like get animalistic traits Mm -hmm. um which kind of gives them like an advantage over normal people um but they're definitely kind of more in the minority um so like humans have then kind of like pushed them but you know and yeah they've basically kind of segregated them and they've like treated them badly so then these beastmen they've established their own city called anima city right and um and that's basically their utopia their paradise because they can be themselves they can you know switch between forms or whatever and and be chill um the character that we are seeing that we're kind of exploring the city like she's the lens of 
through. Her name is Michiru, and she was, and you and you find this on the first episode. So she was normal. She, you know, she was a normal human, um, but then she suddenly but then like she found out that she was a beastman all of a sudden you kind of explore how you find out how that happens later but yeah she didn't know that she was so she's escaping to anima city um because you know of course to to escape all all that like persecution everything that she would get from the regular world um and then yeah and then she gets you know and then through her you explore anima city and you find out um just how like actually like complicated and kind of dark everything can get and uh yeah, um, just a fun ride, uh, really. Um, oh, that the name of the studio, Studio Trigger. They have a very uh, unique style. Um, it's very uh, everything's very angular and sharp, which is really cool. They actually did they actually did an episode from Star Wars Visions, uh, I believe. And uh, once I saw that, I had to check their episode out because I just love the way um, just their art style is just so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, again, I watched this. I, I say that I do either one. I think I mostly, I think I default to dubs, honestly. But again, uh, the performances are, are really good. Um, and it's by some like people, um, let's see, most notably one of the characters is voiced by Ben Diskin, um, which I think if you do watch anime with dubs, I think you may recognize him. He does a lot of, um, he does a lot of um, dubbing. And he also did, I don't know if you remember Code Codename Kids Next Door. Yes. Yes, he was. So he was the main guy with the red sweater and the glasses and like the stewy head. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's who. That's who he voiced. Um, but yeah, no, he's pretty well known. Um, but his performance is good. Um, he also voices a character in Agretzico, which I have since praised on the show before. Yes, you um, yes, uh, he he plays another character on that too. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's all three of my shows to your point about subs versus dubs like I, I just think it depends on your vibe and like the activity that you're up to while you're watching i i always say try dubs first just because it's easiest but if you feel like the acting is not giving what it's supposed to give like switch to subs um and then also depends on your intention like are you just trying to watch for fun or are you intending to learn a language because i think watching foreign language films and tv shows do help with language learning so it's really up to you what you intend to do you know we're different you like dubs i like subs but i do think people who don't watch foreign stuff at all kind of disturb me because i'm like there's so much great content out there why restrict yourself to american television and films and then also there's so many other like styles of writing, um, directing, animation that you miss out on if you don't watch foreign language film and TV. You do. So, I, I will say you do, you definitely do yourself a disservice and not just kind of dipping your toe into it, you know, because again, like you said, there's just so many other themes that you can explore through that, that you just may not, not necessarily that it doesn't exist in American entertainment, but you just may not see it now. Yeah necessarily um or just in your immediate like wherever you watch stuff it's just yeah um absolutely yeah no explore it check it out there's just there's so much content yeah um, for me my first introduction was i really got involved in like k-dramas um in like middle school i loved really k-dramas yes oh my gosh wow. i just wanted that's the other, i'll say this too to that point not to keep interrupting myself but 
if you feel like there's nothing to watch in America, that's fine. There are so many other countries that have catalogs of their own. And for me, I was running out of like romance things to watch. So I discovered K-dramas and wow, they filled the void. So whatever you're missing, like if you feel like you haven't seen enough, you've seen all the American action movies, you've seen all the American romance movies, all the American whatever, look up another country's catalog in the genre that you prefer. And that's a whole new catalog of things you've never seen before. And luckily these streaming services, American or not, um, have really great catalogs of foreign films and television. So we gave you some great starting points today. Um, and so you should get some recommendations after you watch those, but just type in what you want guys and put some, slap some dubs on it, slap some subs on it. And it's the same, maybe even better. I wanted to ask you, Trey, what's on your yeah. watch list for next week? Um, definitely Yasuke. I like, I, I, I really want to dig my teeth into this. Like I'm really, again, I'm not far, but like, I'm already like, pretty invested so i think i'm not a binge guy um or at least not really anymore but that may change because i'm gonna sit down and just kind of and just kind of let it ride with this honestly Uh, yeah what about you so there's this new show everyone who's listened knows that i'm pretty much obsessed with period dramas and i already i'm i already got out of my british and depression luckily but there's a new um, Apple TV just put out a new period drama called The Essex Serpent. So I'm going to try that out. Um, that's on my watch list. And then I was trying to see if there's anything else on Netflix that I had saved. I need to finish Kim's Convenience. That's old news. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen that. But that's a Canadian TV show about a family that runs a convenience store. I'm on the last season and it's taken me a long time to get through. But I'm going to finish that show up and say goodbye to it for the last time. (laughs) Um, And yeah, those are the two things that I'm kind of planning on. I did want to just say again, guys, that we we're so thankful that you listen to our podcast. Um, And we just ask that in addition, you write a review to help us reach new audiences. You know, leave a comment, give us feedback. Seriously. Like it's, if we can make this better, if we can make this a better listening experience, like, please let us know. Seriously. Yeah, weekly we do, um, we ask for y'all's feedback on our Instagram story, but also please leave ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I do want to shout out one of our great listeners, Katie Rose 1213. She wrote a review for us on Apple Podcasts. She said, I love listening to this podcast. They talk about some cool topics, and I always learn about a new show or movie in each episode. Thank you so much, Katie Rose, 1213. We appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. You were epic. Yeah, and to the other four people who left ratings on the Apple Podcast, we appreciate it. We just ask that you guys take some time after you listen to each episode, just write a little review, leave a little rating, Um, whether that be on Apple or Spotify. But it helps us reach new audiences, helps other people find things to watch as always we are signing off happy watching we'll see you guys next week bye guys bye